Welcome everybody to the cast from the coast. My name is Adam Oz and I'm joined as always by Josh Lambert and Tim Johnson. Take a moment, ladies and gentlemen, and please, if you like what you're about to watch, hit that subscribe button down below. That helps us out, get all the subscribers that we need. And if you're listening to this on a major podcasting platform, hit that subscribe and follow us there too. Tim, what are we talking about tonight? Tonight, we are going to talk about a movie from 2019 entitled Blood Quantum. Stay tuned. All right, Tim, give us a synopsis. I would love to, Adam. All right. The dead are coming back to life outside an isolated Mi'kmaq reserve of Red Crow, except for its indigenous inhabitants who are strangely immune to the zombie plague. Awesome. And some shit happens. And some shit happens. <laughs> that's, a, that's a throwback to the last episode. Yes. Yes, it is. Quality so... Comedy. I've been I've been meaning to watch this movie for a while, so the fact that we we suggested this and we're watching it, I'm I'm happy that we, we? finally did. Me, Tim, Tim. <laughs> the fact that Tim suggested this, I, I'm happy because I finally got to watch this movie. Yeah, no, that that's the reason why I, I suggested it because I remember seeing the trailer for it, um, and going, man, this is this looks fucking visceral and dope and gritty. Like this looks awesome. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that when we were like kind of brainstorming about what movies we were going to do next, this one popped up on the list, and I'm like, yeah, Blood Quantum, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, this this one did come highly recommended by uh, somebody who listens to the podcast, Ian Peck. He's one of our haunters too, and uh, he's seen this a little while ago. He bought it and you know support Canadian cinema, and he was like, Adam, you got to watch this. It's fucking dope. It's been on the list. I'm sorry, Ian, but we finally got to it. So here, this episode's for you, Ian. Just for you, buddy. All right. Just for him? Just, oh, well, it's, it's also for you, Tim. View of this, Josh. <laughs> all this hard work, all yeah, your notes, else. all my trivia, your, one person. Close Ian Noel, go watch something else yeah. if you're not Ian. Yeah, everybody else is like, well, I'm not Ian, so fuck off, you guys. Get the fuck out! Get out of here! <laughs> All right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I want yeah, everybody to watch. Yeah, they're gone. No one yeah, they're not listening. Tell them to get the fuck out of here. All right. So, Close. so this movie had a pretty good story to it. Um, it, I mean, it's your atypical zombie movie in a lot of ways. It, you know, you got your the apocalypse days happening, and then it, you know, it moves into uh, into the story of survival and fight and everything else. 
but I thought that it took a really decent uh, twist to the to the general. The first, what is it, fifteen minutes or so of the movie is kind of quote unquote Z day. So this is when things on a normal day start off, but then it's things don't aren't actually normal. They seem normal, but they're not. And little things start kicking off. Uh, dead fish are flopping around again, which is interesting because that means obviously it's not just humans that are affected by this. That was that was that was that was cool, and I also found that that guy that was gotten the fish, yeah, he looked he looked like uh, Tamara Morrison from Star Wars. Yes, Boba Fett. He looked, yeah, he looked he looked he, that's who he looked like. I was like, fucking Boba Fett's in this movie, <laughs> but it wasn't him. Oh, it was just an older man. But he just looks he just like looked. a grizzled, hardened, you know, awesome fucking you know fighting machine later in the movie too, right? Like I liked it. I liked yeah. his character a lot. Um, so yeah, so we start off with the, with the knowledge that things are coming back to life. You know, we get the fish, there's a dog attack after the dog's been put down and then people die and they're starting to come back and it, it, it escalates pretty quickly. And, and Z day ends with a really cool fucking scene where a chick gets a fucking chainsaw through the head. Very evil dead 2013 ish. You know what I mean? It was really fucking cool looking. Uh, and then we jump to like six months later. And at this point, six months later, there's already encampments, you know, kind of like uh, Walking Dead style encampments. You know, they're using freight uh, uh, shipping containers and, and big gates and metal and stuff. People have made weapons and and they've they're salvaging bullets as much as they can and and they're 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 very 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 conscious as to who they're letting in and letting in close. You know, they're, they're kind of checking people out. So we come to find out that yes, there are people who are immune to the virus so they can get bitten. They're not going to turn, but if they get mortally wounded, they can turn and come back if, if they're dead, if they actually do die, but it just a simple bite's not going to turn them. Um, in this case, we have the story of the fact that there's an outcast so to speak, somebody who he's, he's a self-proclaimed asshole. He's a friend. Uh, he goes by the name Lysol that, uh, he's, he's a friend of the, the, one of the main characters sons and, uh, one of the main characters himself actually too. And he finds that due to his upbringing and the, and the, the lack of love from the community by the looks of it, there's a whole bunch of other things. He basically feels like he has no place in this world and he's going to fuck everybody else's shit up. Am I right? Like, that's basically what it is. Like, it's, yeah. I don't belong here yeah. and fuck you guys. So he gets high one night and gets one of his best friends to help him and they unleash hell on the encampment. And uh, all for the purpose that they just wanted to see the place burn. Very fucking psychotic. Well, because they're very, he was very keen on an not letting other people in, not letting the townies into the reserve. That's right. Yeah. And the police chief was very pro saving survivors. Yeah. I mean, you know, to protect and serve the guy, the guy, the guy was living his credo, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's there to help people and stuff. Right. So, yeah. yeah, So this, so this guy Lysol is basically like, well, you know, you're going to let anybody in here. Fuck you. (laughs) Just watch the place burn. So he concocts his plan. They let everything go and, uh, shit starts to happen. And now it's a fight for survival to just get away from whatever the fuck's going on here. So it very much so a Romero feel too, when it came to the way that, you know, it was like everything was going as good as it could possibly be to 
shit hits the fan and it's it's basically a fight at survival near the end of this movie so i thought that was pretty decent mm. um characters in this movie i did get attached to some of the characters in this movie like very specifically the uh the the actual chief himself dope mm. dope fucking actor yep dope yep. fucking character and his father like that was a fucking badass bunch right there, right? Here's his father. When he fucking deputizes him. Yeah, That's just awesome. throws the badges down and shit. He's like, yeah, here you go, right? And fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah, they were they were they were a good team. I really liked them. Right down to the fact that they had their, their a couple of their friends, and uh, like you could see that they were really close too. One of my favorite scenes, just kind of showing the characterization of things, is when they come back to the place, and they're like, ah. Oh, shit's going on okay well we need somebody with a little meat on them just in case <laughs> and the friend's like oh, okay <laughs> you know what i mean like he just never even did i don't give a shit <laughs> you know what i mean it, it was fun like it had some good humor to it there was some good air about it but overall we knew we were gonna get a good payoff of this so throw your two cents in character story what do you want to talk about guys josh i loved the first half hour and the last 20 minutes of this movie. Mm-hmm. If this movie was a 50 minute movie, it would be probably one of my favorite zombie movies. Good way to see it. Yeah. Like that opening scene, like one of my favorite, there's lots of tropes in a, in a zombie series, right? So you got the reveal and like train to Busan, this film went with the animal returns reveal. So in train to Busan, it was the deer. And in this one, it was the fish. And that scene with the fish flopping around after it was gutted, that is one of the best zombie reveals for me that I think I've ever seen. Nice. Because it's summed up in that one simple scene. Yeah. You know yeah. what's going down. Yep. Yep. And I like the fact that he didn't, like, freak the fuck out, too. He was just like, fuck is going on? And yeah. then even when, like, you know, the chief comes by and he's showing them, he's like, yeah, those were fucking dead this morning, by the way. And they're just kind of like, the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, there was, there was an actual thought process that was going on. They were literally trying to think about it. They weren't just, like, screaming, ah, ah, you know what I mean? Like, they were, they were really wanting to try to figure out what the fuck was going on. And I love it, too, because when they go to put the fish in the car, and he hears the scratching in the trunk. Mm-hmm. And he realizes what the fuck is going on. He's like, okay. And he pulls out the gun and he puts the gun up and he opens up the trunk and shoots the dog again. Like, there was no questioning. Like, it wasn't one of those stupid things where it's like, what could be in the trunk? And he's like, gonna die from the fucking dead dog zombie. No, he fucking knew what was going on at this point. If these fish came back, this dog just came back. It, w- it was methodical. I like that. It showed some good that's character. That's one of the thing I liked about the characters in this film. They didn't seem like stupid horror movie characters, oh. like making dumb decisions. They seemed like real people, mm-hmm. and yep. this is what they would do in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, if this was a zombie apocalypse, that's the kind of people we need to have around. Dope motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Without getting too much into the social commentary, this movie says a lot. I mean, at, at the end of the day, we're talking about a native reserve, mm-hmm. right? And they're people in the native reserve not wanting the white people the townies to come in yep and that's obviously social commentary on the reverse right yeah so the movie says a lot without saying a bunch if that makes any sense 
No, it, it really does. It really does. It, it it opens it opens up a lot of thought to that kind of a thing too. Yeah, it's uh, you know just just understanding the fact that there are people who don't want. Then there's very accepting, and it's it's the same way. Like it's it's yeah. yeah. Okay, Tim, you got anything to add to that? Um, you guys said it all perfectly. Like I I really liked how this movie, amongst a zombie movie, was able to get a subliminal social commentary without putting it in your face. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I loved pretty much every character in this movie. Like I thought it was. I was I was interested in this movie right from the start. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Like like Josh said that 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 fish scene, you had me, <laughs> you had me. Like it was a great because it was just a guy doing what he does every day, right? He's fisherman. He's gotten the fish. He's doing his fucking going through the motions. This is his life. And then all of a sudden, that's fucking weird, and it's <laughs> flopping on the ground and shit. Yeah, and okay, then you see the whole like, stack of them going. Yeah, like I just I I really I really liked I really liked this movie. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I will say it had one of my favorite um it, one of my favorite uh, disbursement scenes when you when you when you're trying or dispatchment scenes I'll say. I fucking loved when the um when the, the the sheriff or the the chief was the the chief of police was in the uh, the bathroom, yeah. and it was just like, why couldn't he have just put a fucking bullet in his mouth? You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. he could hear the zombie <laughs> on the and he's like, ah, and the other guy comes, and he's like, you need some help? And he's like, nah, and just fucking kicks open the door. I was like, badass man, like this guy's awesome. And you you say that, but I saw a lot of comments ripping the dialogue apart. And the only thing I can think is that it's people that do not live in Canada that are saying this. Because I, I felt that. all the dialogue was so natural. Like, they're cursing their guts out. Man, some of the foul things these guys say. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's how Canadians talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. East Coasters very specifically, too. I mean, I don't, yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. No, this, this, was definitely, this was definitely a absolute canadian fest like this was this was like you know letter kenny meets zombies you know what i mean like this was absolutely on that level for a lot of things uh i'd be really interested to hear what josh has to say from his first viewing oh my notes your notes josh uh the first viewing of blood quantum mm -hmm. took place april 25th 2021 at 2 42 p.m uh, uh, first off, does this take place in the 80s? Nope. I think it showed, like at the first, it shows like uh, a date stamp. And it said like the 80s, I thought. Okay. I don't but, know. I don't know. Uh, we get to see that this takes place in Red River, which is kind of neat to me because I was, I was telling Adam there, I, I do a lot of family genealogy and I was just researching a group of uh, family members that actually lived there so it was kind of neat to be able to trace that back uh if that's not real fish guts coming out of those fish i don't know what's real anymore <laughs> and we don't have aaron here to tell me he saw the seam line so i'm just gonna assume those were real fish <laughs> <laughs> uh 
great reveal of the zombies. I absolutely love the reveal trope and think it's one of the most important aspects of the zombie film. Uh, I akin to very much to the deer in Train to Busan. Uh, who the fuck is Fish Mittens? And this never gets brought up again. Is that the guy's like pet name for his father? He just like rolls up and calls him Fish Mittens and then hands him a badge and says, you're deputies. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. No, I never thought about that. And yes, the movie takes uh, place in 1981, apparently. I missed that. Okay, I missed that. Like yeah. yeah, I did too. Uh, uh, the fucking police chief's gun is badass. Uh-huh. It's like a solid fucking magnum. Yep. Uh, uh, from pawn shop to deputy. <laughs> uh, shitting off the overpass. Ah! I had to pause it. I was breaking weed. So the police chief's son is in fucking the lockup because he was taking shits over the past and oncoming cars. And it shows the wipers fucking cleaning the shit off the wall. Oh, that kills But it was me. even better because he fell on the fucking trunk. Yeah. <laughs> and he just like stands up and his pants around his ankles. Fucking comedic gold. Yeah. Uh, I wrote Jesus Murphy, that cop went to went to town for the drunk guy biting him. He just beats the living piss out of him. Yep. Quote, stupid, cock-sucking, dumb fuck. Quote. This film knows how to curse. Uh A lot of films are scared to curse. This film is not one of those films. Uh, what the actual fuck? Was that zombie eating a baby? Yep. We got like a close, quick shot. And she was just eating that baby. Yep, she was eating that baby. Yep. Uh, pretty sure you're not allowed to just crush someone's skull and leave the corpse in the driveway. <coughs> I'm pretty sure as a police officer there's some sort of protocol you need to follow. You can't just crush people's skulls and leave. Who's going to come back for it? Yeah, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> uh, 30 minutes in, and we've reached... Uh, peak apocalypse mode, power is out, and zombies have reached uncontrollable levels. And then I wrote Chainsaw. Nice. Yeah. And then we get the six months later banner. Uh, if you're going to keep zombies as pets, I believe you should knock their teeth out. Or remove their jaws, or something. Because you're just asking for trouble. They got all these zombies, like, zip-tied to the fence. Just knock their teeth out. I don't know. Just... The extra, you know, five minutes. Right. Take you the hammer, I mean? knock the teeth out. Come on. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. Um, yeah, it, people that keep zombie pets with teeth are dumb. They're not smart people. Be more like Michonne. Right. Uh, post-apocalyptic world where the currency has become blowjobs. There's like a ten-minute scene where they're talking about blowjobs used as currency. <laughs> Yep. And they bring it up again down the road. Good callback. Yeah. Quality comedy. Uh, not really appropriate to tell them to speak English when you're in their reserve. You fucked up, dog. He's not going to let you in. Uh, the axe was so badass. I wish we got to see more of it. That fucking axe. Oh, it was like the gears and shit? All on the bottom. Oh, that was such a cool weapon. Yeah. I wish we got to see more of it. Uh, they just ask if they got bit. 
like they have like their little interrogation questions they're like have you been bit and they're like nah I'd be like fuck that full body inspection get down to your fucking buck nuke and we're doing down your we're doing inspection in between your toes every little crap better be shaved no bite <laughs> <laughs> what you better be shaved I wanna see <laughs> Uh, one of them refers to Good zombies video. as Zedsicles. Zedsicles, yeah. 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 I always found it interesting whenever you watch like a zombie show or a zombie movie and they refrain from using the term zombie. It makes me think of like what kind of reality is this set in where they don't have like zombie in pop culture. But anyways, uh, I always thought the zombie baby was going to eat Maggie in The Walking Dead. And now we have a character talking about that, and I really hope we get to see a zombie baby eat the mother from the inside out. I'm really rooting for that. Uh, holy shit, this guy has been bit like a dozen times on the back. Oh, the uh, the police chief? Yeah, when he first takes off that coat, yeah. and you see like his back, and there's like fucking 14, 15 bite marks on his back. Do you know how hard it is to get bit on the back? back yeah uh is it just me or is this film like filmed way too dark like the whole probably 50 minutes in the middle it's all super dark i thought it added to it but okay uh quote when these bingo bunnies go south for cheese quote <laughs> i don't know what that means <laughs> i don't know uh, that campfire story was fucking vile. That was fucking gross. Where he's talking about fucking eating out the chick on her period. Oh, yeah. Fucking dirty. Dirty. Uh, was that zombie eating a penis? <laughs> so we have a zombie eating a baby and a zombie eating a penis. So these effects artists spent a good fucking chunk of their day Making a pile of penises to show the director, and he's like, "Which one would you like the zombie to eat?" That one's like, too vain. The one. Yeah. And the best part is, the director, I hope, was instead of saying action, was say, "Okay, eat a dick." Eat a dick. <laughs> um, the whole concepts of uh, Aboriginals being immune immune in this disease is very interesting to me. Uh, like society has this weird obsession with calculating like the percentage of native you are. Uh, it's critical whenever you're applying for status or anything like that. And again, it just shows like the political commentary. Like no one knows that they're 132nd Italian. Like that's just not a thing that people calculate. But for whatever reason, it's come like this social norm that anyone who's native knows how much native blood they have. Which also got me to thinking like, what percentage do you need to survive this virus? And can you do like blood transfusions? Some good fucking thoughts. Uh, middle of the film is starting to drag, unfortunately. It had a really strong start. Uh, fuck yeah, 8-track music distraction. <laughs> yep. Uh, why the samurai sword? We see that in a lot of zombie films. I wanted to see some, like, unique native, like, weapons that you'd see, like the fucking double-sided tomahawks or some bow and arrows or some, some crazy weaponry. Uh, what are you gonna do to tell me? Like, there's one line in the film where all of a sudden he goes full-on Boston accent. I don't know why, 
It never happens again. But it was like the fucking greaser with the leather jacket, and all of a sudden he started talking like he was fucking New York. Uh, she was an absolute terrible shot with that gun. Mm, yeah. I said, okay, so is this baby going to eat its way out or what? <laughs> There's like 15 minutes left of this film, and I'm getting a little unstable. Okay, I get it. You're emotionally connected to the land, and you don't want to leave, but that's fucking stupid. Get on the boat. Earth in a boat during a zombie apocalypse. Don't think I've ever seen that in a film. And then I wrote, what a fucking ripoff. The baby didn't eat her. Why even bring it up? You're just toying with my emotions. <laughs> toying with my emotions. And those are my notes. Alright, good notes, good notes. Um, Yeah, so let's talk about the effects work here. Yeah, so we didn't get a baby eating the mother from the inside out, but we did get a mother eating a baby at the beginning. It was from the outside, uh, from the outside in. So it was a nice little silicone rubbery baby. It was, it was interesting, all full of blood and shit like that. This movie had no, um, no small scale special effects in it. This movie did actually do a pretty dope fucking job in the effects. There were some very obvious CGI based stuff, but there was a lot of practical stuff too. Um, I, I can't get into as in depth as say Aaron would in this case, but chainsaw to the head at the beginning was really fucking dope. The samurai sword knocking people left, right, and fucking center was dope. One of my favorite gags in the movie was even fun when the uh, the chief of police is walking through the building, the um, the gas station place that they go to check out, and all of a sudden the fucking body comes and hangs down in front of him. Mm. And he fucking you know deals with it, and he looks up and he's like, "Hey, be careful!" And you see like the guy had, like thrown it out the fucking window, and it was just dangling there. It was fucking hilarious, right? Um, you know, right down to the point where. They were like, oh, fuck, where is he? And they walk into the one room, and he's got the guy's head, and he throws it at them. <laughs> you know, like, there was there was nonstop some good, you know, kind of brotherhood scenarios going on. Like, they were friends, they were family, they were in it for each other. But the effects, like, it was, there was good reasons behind the effects in, in this movie, and, and I really, really liked it. That's a, That's a very good point. Each one of the facts were there to serve the story. Yeah. Yeah, they all, and they all propelled the story quite well, in my opinion. There didn't seem like there was anything that was just thrown in for the sake of fucking being thrown in. Everything almost had a purpose to be on camera, like a really thought out, and once again, methodical purpose behind what was going on here. What are you talking about? What was the methodical purpose of having some fucking zombie eating a dude's pecker? Well, because you've never seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was, it was, it was, it was tragic. Methodical. It was tragically methodical. That's what it is. Tragically <laughs> methodical. Uh, but right down to the very Shakespearean ending where the guy, like, they just leave him for the zombies. You know what I mean? The guy who fucked them over. Like, they didn't just, like, fucking behead him in a way they went. They basically stabbed him. And I thought it was a very, it was a very emotional situation. Cause like he stabs him. It's like, you know, I love you brother. And then they leave him. And the guy's basically about to try to end his own life, but no fucking zombies come at him. And it, it felt almost like day of the dead. You know what I mean? When yeah. they get a hold of him and they're just going to fucking rip at him and shit Come and they're going to rip him apart. It was, it was very cool that way. I love when the, the father, the grandfather character at the end. Yes. Like you said, it was one of those, I know you're attached to the land, but get on the fucking boat. But I loved seeing him go out. 
Like, it was fucking dope just watching him beat the shit out of fucking... Because he wasn't just, like, fucking hitting him with the sword. He'd hit with the sword, and then he'd, like, punch this one, and then he'd fucking kick this one and shit. It was... It was good. It was good. Um... The only thing in this movie, and and I kid you not, when you say that the Boston accent kind of stood out to you, there's one fucking thing in this movie, and it has to do with the facts that bugged me. When he shot his girlfriend at the end, in the head, after she gave birth, right? Because she was going to turn. He shot down into the fucking boat. (laughs) Yeah. And all I'm thinking thinking to myself is... (laughs) Now he's got a hole in his boat. How are they going to get a fuck away? (laughs) (laughs) But there was never any water in the boat. Unless, like, they used her to, like, fucking plug it or something. I don't know. But, yeah, he shot down into the boat. And I was just like, they're not getting very far after this. So I was kind of hoping that that would have come to bite them in the ass. It was the only non-methodical thing I could see in the movie, to be honest. So, yeah. And, I mean, they they went above and beyond to, like, it was this wide shot and like the trees and the fucking like the mist behind it and it was a beautiful shot and he's just down yeah. pointing down and that's like silly yeah it uh, is silly exactly oh well all right um anything else that you guys would like to add to that in terms of the special effects i just thought overall this movie surprised me by actually having some really good fucking special effects yeah agreed yeah all right it had some really great effects that didn't look like they broke the bank too much. Like, it didn't look like it was a fucking $10 million project for the special effects. It just looked good. But there was a lot like, of it, too. good. Yeah. So, a lot of blood, a lot of gore. Yeah. Absolutely. I really like, uh, what's his name's mask? Fuck, I love that. Lysol's mask? The, yeah. Yeah, the, the uh, hockey yeah. mask. Yeah, well, the the, yeah. the cover the cover sold me too because he's got the mask on and he's got that fucking uh, scythe, the one that's straightened at I the know end. You haven't you haven't you haven't seen the thumbnail yet, but that's the thumbnail. <laughs> I love it. Sold. <laughs> Greetings from Tromaville. I'm Lloyd Kaufman, president of Troma Entertainment and creator of the Toxic Avenger. You know, folks, when we're not making those great movies like Tromeo and Juliet and Return to Return to Nukemai, a.k.a. Volume 2, the Troma team and I like to kick back and, and, and listen to They Cast from the Coast. They Cast from the Coast is, is really the best entertainment, the best education, and the best emotional liberation that uh, uh, Lloyd Kaufman can p- possibly experience. Thank you. Like it's that's how people talk. Life. Um, this is a this this is a really good zombie movie. Um, I really like the 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 cinematography. I thought it was shot really well. Um, the special effects were dope. Um, love that guy's mask, man. I want that mask. I loved it. Um, to date. Agreeing with Josh, this had one of the the best zombie apocalypse. Reveal. Something's wrong. Reveal. Um, I've I've seen in a very 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 long time. Um, just that very simple scene of the fish 
um, and then all the fish, and then the dog. Like I just, I like, I, I really loved it. I really loved it. Um, I also like that they were able to put uh, their their social commentary into it, um, in a. Um, uh, I had this piece of information a second ago. Uh, it's just I don't know. I just I, I like that uh, they were able to to put social commentary without beating you in the face with face. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very it's a very socially aware zombie flick. Um, and it, it it's 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 I don't know. Like I just. I really liked it. I really liked it. Um, I'm I'm going to give it an R. Um, it's 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 one of the the best zombie horror flicks I've seen in a while. Um, zombies are played out. Zombies are played out, and you know, to get something that's been played out and have me not only like engaged because it's a horror movie and the violence and the gore are really good, but like. I, I really liked a lot of the characters in this movie and like I really liked the ending I mean it, it's kind of a downer but that's that's what zombie movies should end like yeah they shouldn't be happy no, no. Um, but I mean Adam did kind of ruin the ending by pointing out that he did shoot down at the bottom <laughs> of the road like, well he ain't going anywhere right. yeah you're absolutely right um I've read some people's reviews on here that say, like, you know, this is a slow burner, brings nothing new to the zombie genre, and all that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, a lot of people weren't too keen on it. I I, I dug it, and I, I think primarily it's because I'm Canadian, and I kind of yeah. got the Canadian sensibilities behind it. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not native, I'm not Mi'kmaq, I, but, you know, a community is a community, and people fighting to survive are very basic fucking human traits. Um, I dug this movie. I give it an R. Totally. Awesome. Josh? I also really love this movie. Um, like I said, the first half hour of it, to me, is like peak zombie. Mm -hmm. It almost makes me want to see this as a miniseries rather than a film. Because mm -hmm. I feel like what happened was they had a 50-minute amazing film, and they wanted to flesh it out. Which is what happens when you get that little block in the half hour in the middle where it kind of seemed to drag for me. <clears throat> so, like I said, the last 20 minutes, amazing. So that's your after D-Day, zombie apocalypse, shit's going down, uh, fight for the death, and the first 30 minutes that reveal. To me, that's like peak zombie. That's gold. Uh, the 30 minutes in the middle, that that could have been an episode of The Walking Dead. right? That's That's the played over. That's the the kind of boring aspect of the zombies. But like we said, there, for every good zombie film there is, there's ten other properties that are fucking played out in trash. So this one definitely brings something new to the table with the social commentary and just the fact that it's Canadian. <clears throat> all in all, I'm also going to rate this an R. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I want to see some more similar things. I think there's... Uh, a lot of questions that I have when we talk about this, and I think it's really neat how they kind of use the native blood as a cure-all. 
I think that's a really neat uh, concept for that to be kind of immune to the disease. Because if you look in history, there's lots of cultures that are immune to different diseases just from the way they live. Like there's certain Inuits that they can eat raw meat like nothing because their stomachs have evolved into that. So it's, it's just neat. Nice. So you got an R2. All right. <clears throat> I, I dig this movie. I, you know, I, it actually kind of annoys me that I waited this long to watch it. Cause like, if I want to watch this back at the recommendation, we probably want to watch this a while ago instead and reviewed it. Um, I, I want to see more from this director. I want to yeah. see more in this, you know, style of film. I want to see what else he can pull off. Tim's right. You're right to, to have a movie that is, is working in a, 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 a subgenre that, that, that is absolutely fucking played out but still engages you and gives you something interesting it hits home this movie because it has to do with eastern canadian sensibilities and 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 dialogue and everything else so like i said earlier it's like letter kenny or trailer park boys meets fucking zombies you know what i mean but not goofy like this it's fucking dope serious movie the effects hats off guys fucking hats off to your effects group uh, when you did this uh i like the way the cinematography felt in this movie i like the story overall this movie i totally fucking recommend to anybody it's a total r r there it is and just just to be clear about this too because i remember when i was watching this going it's a weird name blood quantum but i figure it had something to do with the social commentary in this movie. And I was right. So I, I, I quickly Googled it by the way. So this the social, <laughs> this is a poke and I, I, I really appreciate what he did here. Uh, blood quantum is a term that it has to do initially with a system that the federal government of Canada placed onto tribes in an effort to limit their citizenship. If you're native American, there's a good chance you've thought a lot about blood quantum, a highly controversial measurement of the amount of native or Indian blood you have in you, as they stated, uh, it can affect your identity, your relationships, and whether or not you or your children may become citizens of your tribe officially in the eyes of the government. So blood quantum has to do with, like you were saying earlier, uh, how far uh, along in the yeah, bloodline you like, are. We have this kind of fetishization of like a percentage for some reason. Yeah. And they're the only culture I've ever heard of it. Like short of like monarchs where you have to track your bloodline. I've, no one talks about, oh, I'm 138 French. Like that's ludicrous. And the fact that it's become social norms for someone who's uh, Mi'kmaq or Métis or whatever that they have to prove a certain percentage in order mm. to maintain their status with the tribe through the government's eyes. It's just foolish. And, and, and it plays beautifully into this movie, though, because as a poke at this this unfair system as it is, you know, it, it's, it's only the people, you know, that would be thinking about yeah. blood quantum that are unaffected by the zombies and, and are immune to this. It, it, is, it is a social commentary push. And, you know, I totally fucking respect that. I love it. I think that that just kind of increased the favor of this movie, in my opinion. Like it's 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 a fucking smart movie. So I give it all that credit. So, guys, great conversation tonight. Three R's. Totally recommend this movie. You you owe it yourself as a horror movie fan to check out something that, once again, like we said, 
the zombie genre might be played out and just fucking washed out with bullshit nowadays, but this is fucking dope. It's a breath of fresh air. You, you owe yourself the opportunity to go check this movie out. So if you are watching this on YouTube, smash that subscribe button, subscribe to the, to our YouTube channel, misunderstand our company. If you're listening to this on any of the major bot, uh, Frank, man, I'm not, I'm losing my shit. If you're listening to this on any of the major podcasting platforms, follow us, like share and subscribe. Misunderstood our company. We're also on all the social media platforms as well. We're also on Patreon. Open up your hearts and your wallets. Tim needs his caffeine fix. And until next time, Josh. I tell you right now, this bingo bunny is going to head south for some cheese. I don't know what it means, but it's going to happen. But it's going to happen. Um, Okay. Tim. Stay safe. Stay spooky. Until next time, keep it creepy. Good night.